Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The 414. I'm your host, Thomas Hoven, and today our guest is one of my best friends, Takashi Griner. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, Talk. Of course. Um, so, you know what? What is, what is something that the people should know about you? That the people should know about me? Yeah. Um, the first thing that I think of right off the bat, gotta be track and field. Okay. Just because I'm really into that right now. We have practice starting up, or I guess it started up for real this week. Like, uh, we started meeting as a team again. This week was a hard week, so it was really good, really good. Good, 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 good. One thing you should know about me. Sorry? One oh, that's a, you should know about me for uh, sure. Yes, that's one of the things. And we'll, we'll, we'll learn some more as we go through here. Okay. So, food. We were talking beforehand that food is hard. Do you want to say what you mean a little bit more? I do. Yeah, me and Thomas were talking about this last night, right before we went to the wrestling meet. Um, And we were saying that, well, I told him that food is like, it's kind of like a chore to eat it sometimes. And what I mean by that is that sometimes like when you're an athlete, you'll have like a dinner or something, or you'll have lunch at these like specific times of the day to eat but you're not always going to be hungry at those times. And it just kind of feels like you're forcing the food down. I guess sometimes like you got to eat chicken, you got to eat like beef and all this like type of stuff. And um, I don't know, sometimes it's just like hard to want to eat all that all the time and like force it down. It just feels like a chore to me. That's what I was saying. Yeah. And like talking about not being hungry or sometimes wanting to do stuff mm-hmm. during those meal times, because that, that's the issue on the, um, I guess kind of college meal plan when someone else is making your food is that breakfast, lunch, and dinner are are all at their own time. So in, in my house, it's like 7.30, noon, and 6 to 30. That's when food is prepped and ready to go. And so if I want to if I want to work out in the middle of the day, which a lot of times can be nice, then I have to choose either to finish up by noon or go a little bit past noon and be late for lunch. But if I'm late for lunch, will I get food? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it just becomes a little annoying. And um, and then so something else with the college system is sometimes, when you talk about athletics, sometimes eating healthy is also not the easiest thing to do. Um, what's really nice, though, that Feedy started doing, that I think some other houses do, is we made a chicken and rice option for dinner. And so... You cannot have whatever else Chef made. You have chicken and rice that night. And um, it, some people make fun of us and say, oh, wow, you guys want to try something new sometime? Uh, but the the health benefits and also, like, you throw some throw some hot sauce, throw some soy sauce on, you know, you, you change up the flavor. Um, that's actually been really good. That's really interesting. And I'll comment on that. I think that is a good idea. And I think, or our house actually does the same thing. Like you said, I okay. do the same thing. Yeah. We do the same thing at Fido. But um, I don't like that. And it, yes, it is a good option to have, but I would never do that just because I need that variety. And I don't like eating the exact same thing every day. Do you eat the chicken or rice? Yeah, I, I, I am on it. And I will say one, one thing that's nice is it... It basically works out so that so like yeah so 6:30 when food's ready, um, I get chicken and rice. A lot of other guys get chicken and rice. Everyone else gets uh, 
whatever the main dish is for that evening. And then kind of the unwritten rule. So 6.45 is when we, like, we allow ourselves to go get seconds. And basically our unwritten rule is that 6.45, everything is fair game. And so there's almost always um, leftovers of the whatever that main dish was. Mm-hmm. And so I'm usually able to get a little bit of that if I want to have that kind of variety, which is nice. Okay, that's nice. Yes. Um, okay, so something I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is that you and I have a few uh, really cool similarities. Mm-hmm. One being that we both have younger brothers, uh, sophomores, in fact, yeah. at Wabash with us and in our respective fraternities. So what has your experience been uh, having your brother with you? I really like it. I think it's super cool that, like, someone that I've lived with my whole life, like in my own personal life, has now, like, joined me at the same fraternity at the same school. Like, I think that's really cool. And um, I don't know. I just think, like, it's really unique, too, just because, like, Freshman year, when he when my little brother was not at Wabash, I had, like, not really thought about it that much. But then the next year when he was here, I was like, wow, this guy's, like, here with me now. Like, this is weird. And I guess it wouldn't be the next year. It would be the next yeah. year. But you know what I mean? Gotcha. The, and I I feel very similar. I'm, I'm glad that Nate is here with me. And, like, we were, we were definitely close growing up. Um good brothers and hanging out and tell me if you understand what I'm saying we were very really good brothers growing up and now we're also really good friends does that make sense yeah that does make sense <clears throat> I do I know what you mean by that like me and my brother's name is Taishi by the way me and Taishi like we would we would be kind of friends like when we were younger but we did fight a lot and I I think that's pretty typical of like most brother combos that are like kind of close in age me and Taishi did fight a lot, but over the years, like, we started getting closer as we got older. And um, during college, I definitely agree with what you said there. We definitely got a lot closer there, too. And I think, like, even now we continue to get closer and closer and, like, grow our relationship, I'd say. Yeah, and, like, the kind of to, – to further explain what I mean is, like, during high school and then before Nate got here, like, you know, you've got, you've got your friend group – uh, that, you know, you're doing your most of your hanging out with, um, and sometimes they'll intersect. And if I have my friends playing cards, Hey Nate, you want to join us? Stuff like that. Um, but now Nate and I are actually roommates. Um, and there's, there's, it's not just him and me. We have two others. So four of us across two rooms, but so we're roommates. And so like our, our other two, my two roommates who are not Nate are also Nate's two roommates. And so it's like that, that crossover of friendships and hanging out more and that's that's been really cool that's awesome yeah the the something something about that with the roommates so the i guess we have so i'm a senior jacob who was on uh a bit ago is a junior and then nate and jerry are both sophomores so it's it is cool to have that um i guess diversity of classes yeah uh, which is, has always been a big thing in the fiji houses of like well, yeah, a lot of guys room with their pledge brothers, but also um, having the ability to to mix it up and get to know some guys in other classes has been fun as well. Does fight out how, how does fight out fall in that realm? So for rooms, I would say like 
so for my rooming situation, it's just me and my friend Samer, and we are we're just both seniors and we're in a duo together. But my little brother Taishi, he is rooming with like six guys, and they have like three rooms. So their rooming situation is like Taishi, who's a sophomore, two other sophomores, uh, a junior and a senior, I believe. So they have like they have a bunch of roommates, and they have a bunch of rooms too. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on, the next similarity between us I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. is the um, we both have Asian heritage, and with that, we both have some names that people sometimes find hard to pronounce. So my last name Hoven is spelled J O V E N, and uh, so. I get Joven a lot, and you, Takashi, gets. Uh, to, wait, tack, tack. Take shy, take she, takishi, t- all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it's just like. And I. I'll hand up, freshman year when we met, it, it took me a second to get it right. Um, and so I, I think that speaks to the fact of, tell me if you agree, of like, we understand that people might get things wrong, and it's not the end of the world, and people usually don't mean to uh, insult you or stuff like that. But what does become slightly irritating sometimes, um, which talk just witnessed, uh, so some you, you have to give your name out sometimes, right? And so uh, I said to someone, yep, my name's Thomas Hoven, J-O-V-E-N. So I pronounced my name and spelled it for her, acknowledging, you know, that it's not... Um, spelled how it might phonetically seem. Um, she said, "Okay, thank you, Mr. Joven. You have a good day." And what did what did you say? Right after the interaction, I was like, "Dude, you said her name. You said your name right in front of her, and then you spelled it out like, na- like making sure that she knew that it had a J in it, but it was pronounced Hoven." I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Like, I think like it makes sense that mistake to be made, but it, it was just really funny and like. Yeah, and it, it again, like I. I don't take offense to yeah. it and stuff, and it, it's just a, a, an honest mistake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's my my mom points to that a lot, uh, and it's but it's my family as a whole. So like my extended family, we we just kind of run with the joke of the name, uh, and so the there's a really funny video. So from my uh, from the high school state football championship senior year. So, you know, really cool. You get to play in the Colts stadium at Lucas Oil and stuff. And so I I would make a tackle, and they would say, tackled by number 14, Thomas Joven. And so there's a video of a bunch of my aunts and uncles uh, and cousins that right after the Thomas Joven, they scream, it's Hoven! <laughs> uh, and so that, that was pretty funny. Is your name being the first name that makes it difficult? Does that do not encounter stuff like that quite as much. But I guess your two brothers also are not the most pronounceable name, so I'm sure that's kind of a thing. That's like a really common thing for me. And not even just my first name, my last name too. Really? So when you gave me that story just now about the football game, yeah, I have like almost the exact same experience except in soccer. Although, well, did you say you were at State? Yeah. I think we were at sectional, so not, okay. not that similar. But, well, that's pretty similar. Sam- similar yeah, yeah. Sam- what? People really struggle with your last name, though? Yes. Uh, and the funniest part is that, like, my my mom and my brother, I think, they went up to the announcer booth, and they said, 
His first name is pronounced Takashi. Takashi. I get that right. And they, they were like, okay, we got it. So then the announcer got my first name right, and then they called my last name Greener. So I was like, mm. <laughs> which is really funny. Okay, I, I guess I could, I could see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair, that's fair. Okay. Another similarity between us mm-hmm. that uh, I don't think we knew until maybe sometime last year is that we were both high school salutatorians. Kind of cool, kind of cool. Uh, and so I I forget when we talked about it, if we had the same motivation. I think I feel like it was. I wanted – I worked really hard in high school because I wanted to give a speech at graduation. That was like – that was my thing. I was like, I want to – I was like, yeah, good grades are awesome, and they'll be good for college, da 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 But I want to give this speech. And so I did it, and it worked out, and it went pretty well. It was the same for you? That is awesome. Mine is similar, but I think it was a different reason. I also wanted to give a speech, but the reason why I wanted to give a speech was because my dad, uh, he worked at the school that I went to high school at, and he was a superintendent. So that meant that I would be on the stage at the same time as him giving the speech, so I just thought that was really cool, and I wanted to do that. So that was my motivation. For yeah, me. so I remember you saying that now, and that, that is a very cool, cool image. Nice, nice, nice. And you want to follow in your dad's footsteps, right? I do, I do. Okay, so talk a little bit about that. So my dad, um, he's the superintendent right now at West Lafayette High School, or I guess the whole corporation, I guess. But um, he's the superintendent. And uh, before that, he was a principal, and before that, he was a teacher. So... Um, when I first got out of high school, I was like really set on being a doctor. And then when I got to Wabash and was on the pre-med track, I just really started not liking the different classes that I was going to have to take. So I decided to drop pre-med and just go straight biology. And then my dad started talking to me about uh, education a lot. And um, I talked to Dr. Seltzer Kelly and Dr. Pittard a lot from the education, um, education minor. And they really just convinced me as well, along with my dad, who pushed heavily for it. And my mom is also a teacher. So it just kind of, like, started to make sense for me to kind of look at that direction. And I really think it would be cool to go into administration like my dad did after teaching and just kind of, like, attack that realm of things, I guess. So would you want to teach biology? Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. The And so does that... Are you, are you going to be looking cuz I've never I've never completely understood how it works because like at at other colleges and universities, you know, um people who are who want to be teachers have like um uh, what do they call it? The like student teaching and all the certificates and stuff that they have to pass, get pass tests stuff like that. And so would you have to cuz I'm not how does it work at Wabash? Wabash doesn't have that, right? So yeah, we have a we have an education minor, but we no longer have a major anymore. I believe we used to, but we don't have it anymore. Okay. But the way it works for us now, right, one of the potential paths that I am probably going to take is going to be I'm going to start teaching right after I graduate, and during the time that I'm teaching, I'll also be getting my transition to teaching, probably at Purdue University, and then I want to work on getting my master's in education as well at the same time. You could, so you're going to teach and get. T- two different requirements probably at the same time? For the classes that I'll be taking, that'll probably be one after the other. Okay. I don't know if I can get those at the same time, but if I can, I'd like to, but... Gotcha. Sure. But yeah, teaching at the same time. Wow. And so, how do... Is it is it just like a... 
do they just give you a little bit of time to teach without having that transition um, of just like, hey, you can teach for a little bit if you're working on it, basically? I think so, and I think the way that would work is I would be able to get an emergency teaching license. Yes, okay, I've heard that. I've mm-hmm. I've got a couple of older friends who are teaching, and I've, I've heard that term. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so, okay, do you know where you, you want to teach them? Um, there are several schools that I'm pretty interested in. I'd say I would definitely want to look around the Indy area for sure. Um, potentially, uh, I would want to see if I could teach at the school that my dad works at, too, of course. And then potentially uh, one of the towny schools as well. Nice. Those are, those are some good options. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, and that's the i guess you following in both your parents footsteps is another similarity between the two of us that i had not even thought of uh so as i've mentioned on the podcast before i'm uh intending to go to law school the probably within a week should be able to actually get my application submitted so excited for that but for the listeners who don't know dad is a judge and mom is a lawyer um, along with a lot of other aunts and uncles being in the law, uh, and grandpa being a former judge and mayor. And so the, you, you might say I've got some law in my, in my blood, in the family, but it actually, it's actually kind of a funny story. The, the plan was not growing up to, I'm going to be like mom and dad. Uh, in fact, I think maybe my senior year of high school, my two siblings and I, we we didn't make a pact, but we all just kind of said, yeah, I don't think I am going to do law school. And then I uh, I got to Wabash and went to that first pre-law meeting and thought, yeah, maybe this is what I want to do. And it now that I am on that track, it has been really nice having parents in the field because um, when I meet other – well, not, not other, but when I meet lawyers or people – within the law and a lot of them know my parents it's cool having that connection and like something easy to talk about before picking their brain about other topics that can definitely be written down as another similarity between us two changing topics a little bit so saturday is the bell game which is very exciting yep yep and the so the bachelor puts out a super special bell edition of the student newspaper each week no. The Bachelor is the student newspaper, and for the Bell Game is when they put out the special Bell edition. And so um, the, Sam Benedict, he asked if I wanted to have a short little piece. Um, they wanted perspectives from a senior and a freshman about the Bell Game. I don't know if you got a chance to read that yet. Probably not. I it just not. came out. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. The So I, I took him up on it, and... My my main point basically was like yeah we don't like DePaula and we're against them but the the purpose maybe not purpose the the great thing about Bell is that it brings us together and it's it's more about uniting Wabash uh, and um, you know uniting around the commonality that we have of all choosing this all male school rather than um, rather than hating DePaul. And actually, so at Bell Chapel, Cooper Sullivan, uh, one of the captains, he quoted, I believe, a Navy SEAL, he said, and I don't remember the exact quote, but it was along the lines of, a true soldier 
doesn't fight because he hates the enemy. A true soldier fights because he loves those he protects. And I thought that was a really good way of explaining what what I what I try to get at when I talk to people about the bow because it, it I mean you see you see some crazy stuff and you do see just hatred between schools. Um, but it also I think I think it is important to like remember that for the most part it's supposed to be about us about Wabash. I definitely agree with that. And another thing to kind of comment on that a little bit, after winning the bell our sophomore year, I was not thinking about the school down south at all. Mm -hmm. All I was thinking about was enjoying my time with my Wabash brothers as as the bell went from house to house. I was just so happy thinking about seeing everyone around me looking so happy. And I think that kind of goes along with that quote that we were talking about. Exactly. And something, so you and I being the, uh, I guess, COVID seniors in a couple of ways of uh, the senior of high school was when COVID struck and now we're the seniors who came in as COVID during freshman. Um, so we've only had the three bell games. Well, I guess two really, and about to be our third bell game. And something with that was then when sophomore year came around, there was a lot of stuff that we just had not experienced yet. And so I think of a couple memories now, one is, so, serenades. And so, for the for anyone who doesn't know, when I talk about serenades, what I'm talking about is uh, when generally pledges go to the sorority houses to dance and invite them to a fraternity party. Um, and so, yeah, usually that's a freshman thing. And they, at Wabash, having no sororities, we send them out to... DePaul, Butler, Purdue, uh, to to do their thing. And so since there were no parties freshman year, my class didn't have the chance to do it. And so we thought, hmm, should we do it? And we did, we did. So we ended up serenading at DePaul, which was uh, a canon experience, perhaps, as they say. Um, and, you know, you know it, it was okay. It was fun. Uh, I had on my, uh, like, cut very, very short jean shorts and was – was doing my thing, uh, but as we were walking from house to house, the DePaul, DePaul fraternity guys were chirping us, which, you know, is understandable. What was not understandable was, so Drizzy, Drake, yep. um, we were walking, and I guess he was at the back, so none, none of us noticed at the time. One of them poured beer on his head, and the, the rage that sent me in, and this might be a bit hypocritical of what I was saying about not hating DePaul, but just like that, that was the moment when I said, okay, it's, it's different than high school. Cause in, in high school, the, the school that my high school was biggest rivals, it was like, yeah, we don't like them. But also I had so many friends there, uh, from, from grade school. It was just like, it wasn't like a true, you know, hatred kind of thing. But that that experience at the school down south re- really, I guess, uh, jaded my heart against them. I, do you want me to provide a story that I have for that as well? Please. All right. So similar thing. And I did not really have, like, a dislike for DePaul until this moment. Like, I forget who said it at the Bell Chapel, but someone said it was, that. Like, it was Stephen Thomas, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so similar to him, like, um, he said that his experience was after the football game, like, when they were – being like really aggressive and like mean to like the people on the field after the game. 
um, for us, it was after track meet. And um, uh, if you remember T-Ram, Tyler Ramsey. Yeah, yep, yep. I was, we were doing like a cool down lap with him after the meet. And we just like uh, ran into some DePaul guys. And they said, well, they just said, they asked us, hey, are you guys from Wabash? And we were like, yeah, 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 we are. And we were like, oh, okay, what kind of interaction is this about to be like? What are we about to talk about? I wasn't expecting anything negative at all. And all of a sudden, they just started saying like a bunch of really homophobic stuff to us, like making fun of Wabash for being an all-guys school and just like just calling us like horrible things. And I was like, like, dude, like what kind of what kind of interaction is this? Like, why are we why are they doing this? Really, I I must not have been on that cooldown lab with you because I don't I don't remember you telling me about that happening mm -hmm. at all. And I remember TRAM got very upset about that and like started yelling back at them and like kind of getting them to go away from us and he's like all right guys let's get out of here like we gotta go but it was just like like what kind of what kind of thing to do is that like why would they do that yeah you know I mean? that's just yeah completely agreed but i'll say like what where we get ourselves into trouble is i, I was alluding to alluding to it earlier but mm -hmm. i think i know where you're going with this too in terms of maybe not homophobic but Equally heinous stuff is said from Wabash guys to yeah. Nepal, which them saying it to us doesn't make it okay. What I'm saying is the it, it'd be nice if both sides, uh, I think, chilled in that regard a little bit. Um, totally agreed, totally agreed. But to to talk some pro Wabash, a month or so after that incident uh, where Drake got beer poured on his head was my trip to Rome with uh, with the, the immersion course. Super fun. And I could probably name it right now. That trip had three Fijis, four Sigma Kais, two Delts, one Teak, a Lambda, a couple Gs, and I, I may have missed one or two in there, but it was it was fourteen guys. And so this this is first semester, sophomore year still. And so you know you think oh sophomore year. At this point, you know most of campus, uh, and you're pretty integrated. But like I was saying, we didn't have anything freshman year, and so I knew my fraternity and the guys on the track team, and not much past that. And so, the I was I was paired with a Sigma Chi for my roommate, and you know the there's all of these stereo, stereo, stereotypes, excuse me, about the different fraternities for Sigma Chi. It's that they eat glue and for my house fiji it's that we're nerds who only do homework until 2 a.m even on weekends and so um not just with my roommate but with everyone on the trip we had a super good time uh you know you you get close with guys and probably maybe halfway through or so uh most of those nights my roommate drew and i we'd have a good time chopping it up just hanging out before we went to bed in our room and one night he said, you know, the, you've, it's been cool that you have shown me that not all feed, what did he say? He said that a Fiji can have fun. And I said, well, you know, you've shown me that not all Timakai's are complete idiots. Uh, and we were, we were both joking, but it, it's actually interesting now to think about it. He was a senior at the time. So for him to even um, slightly have that actual stereotype in his mind, um, the it, it that trip was awesome for breaking those down um and my i guess my broader point from that is that 
no matter who you are at Wabash, um, we all chose to come to this all-male school, and we all can just get along, have a good time, and you'll you'll see that come true on Saturday at the Bell Game. You went on an immersion trip as well recently, right? I did. I went to Belize last spring. Yes, and the the pictures of you guys scuba diving looked so cool. How was that trip? It was so fun, and I was a little nervous about it before, to be honest, because I'm not a great swimmer. Like, I can swim, but I'm not a great swimmer. Okay, not to cut you off. Well, I am go cutting ahead, you off. Ahead, but, okay, there's another similarity between us. <laughs> the same thing. Like, I can get myself across a pool, across a lake, yep. but it is not pretty. Uh, and my my friend from back home, the running joke is that I can't swim, which <laughs> kind of hurts, but it's all good. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, yeah, but I, I relate to that. Like, I'm a... I'm a pretty slow swimmer. I'm, like, confident to be able to, like, stay afloat and not die. But that's about all I'm confident in, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. So, like, we would be diving down, and, like, you didn't have to go down into the water if you want, if you didn't want to. But I was like, if everyone else is going to do it, like, obviously I'm going to do it, too. Obviously. So I'd hold my breath, go down for a little bit into the water, try to look at some of these really cool invertebrates that we were studying, and then I'd come back up. And, uh... After a while, it took me a while to get used to it, but eventually, like, near the end of the trip, like, for, like, the last couple of snorkeling trips that we took, I felt pretty comfortable, and I went down, and I dove down a lot and, like, got really good looks at things, so I was really happy to be able to do that. Uh, to speak more on the trip as a whole, like, besides the snorkeling aspect of things, the food is one thing that I'll mention. Mm. It was really good. Like, we had, um... Yeah, I was say, what does that food look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, what are those things called that, like, kind of look like bananas, but they're not bananas? Oh, plantains. Plantains. Yep. Yeah, we, we had fried plantains. Oh, yeah. Bunch of seafood. Like, we had fish pretty often. Um, we had a lot of chicken dishes as well. And uh, it just kind of had, like, a, I want to say, like, a tropical vibe to it. Like, that's, I think it's weird to say that, but that's just what it felt like. It was really good food, though. And um, they had this sauce that I still use today, by the way called um oh shoot i forget what it's called but um it's a really good sauce it's a hot sauce and i'd put it on like every single food that i got ever like every time i ate something there i would put the sauce on it It was so good it was spicy nice and so i i bet you had a similar experience of getting close to the guys on that trip definitely yeah we had a really good group our class was kind of small i don't know how big yours was how big was yours? 14 guys 14 okay yeah our class was Seven, I think, not okay. including me. So eight total. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what? Maybe it was different though, because was it all biology majors? Yeah, we were all bio. Okay, so you guys probably knew each other decently well before that. Not really, actually. Really? And I forgot. It wasn't all bio. It was seven bio, one chem. Okay. And the one chemistry guy, um, he applied to the class, having like no bio classes at all. Yeah. And he just told the professor that he really wanted to take it because he's never taken immersion course. Yeah. And they let him take it. So Fair enough. Cool. The yeah that. I guess similar similar for us then of us not having really known each other very well because uh, we just like even though we took a full class leading up to the trip over Thanksgiving it was just the we didn't get to know each other super well because you know I mean we we're in, in class you know taking notes whatnot um, and then yeah you get there and all of a sudden everyone's your boy and then so yeah that was awesome mm-hmm. the yes. Okay, 
Can I actually comment on one more really Please, please. So, yeah, to talk about um, the, the students that I went with, I did form some pretty cool relationships with them that I w- would like to talk about. Yeah. So, um, Mitchell Keeling, I'm sure you know him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of his brother, Will, yep. in your fraternity. Uh, me and Mitch, for some reason, just got pretty close during this. Like, it was really funny. We would play volleyball, like, every day, all of us as a group. We yeah. would all play volleyball. And um, me and Mitch just somehow ended up being on the same team every time, and we would kill it. Like, it was so funny. We were super good. And um, I just hung out with Mitch, like, a lot. Same thing with uh, Ben Jansen. Like, we were um, obviously the same year. So I kind of knew him already, but I didn't, like, really get to know him a little bit more until this trip, and it was really good to talk to him a lot, too. Um, Adon. Adon is another guy. He was the senior who was a chem major. Okay. He was another guy who I, I didn't even know at all on yeah. campus. And then I got to know him a lot on this trip, and he was a super cool and funny guy. He was super chill. Um, Joey, he's a Sigma Chi. Joey was super chill, yep. too. He was a sophomore at the time. Cooper Cochran, another guy, very cool. Got to know him a lot more. And I knew him a little bit from track yeah. because he used to run the year before. But same type of thing as Mitch. I got, I got a lot closer with him, which was really awesome to see. But, yeah, tons of great guys. Um, really good trip. Had a lot of fun. Justin Toe was always on the trip. Yep. Him a little bit yep, better, yep. too. Yep. You know, and I think I think both of our experiences with these immersion courses speaks to a theme that I've, I think I've talked about a bit on the pod before of travel just really opens people up. And so not only is it good for you to see new places, but even for people that you either don't know or kind of know, when you're, when you're in this, I guess um, – uh, when you're in, what I'm looking for. When you're in this unknown, uh, like a totally different world. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you have to get to know them mm-hmm. in order to uh, figure things out. Um, and you're also just going through this unreal experience together that brings you. To, it's so cool. Yeah. You know what? I'll touch on that even further then, because for the trip, we were on like this really tiny island. Like that's where we stayed. Like, you could walk across it in, like, 10 minutes, probably. Oh, that's crazy. And that was one way. You could walk across it, like, the other way, like, one minute. Like, it was such a small island. Yeah. And uh, it was just all all of us dudes just chilling on this island for a week straight. Just us and, like, the staff of the island. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So, we've talked a lot about you and me having some similarities. Mm-hmm. Here is one... Well, let me tell a story, and then I will lead that story into a distinction between okay. us. Okay. So I was doing some shopping, uh, I guess, early last weekend on Friday. Um, I was at home because I had a dentist appointment. And I was looking for some pants uh, and some boots, which I didn't even end up buying boots, Uh and so I'm I'm shopping at Cabela's, first time being there, you know, it's like the the like kinda outdoorsy place. And finding finding clothes in general is tough for me. Um what I mean is like shirt just like T shirts for example. So I guess to describe my build, you know, I'm not not very tall, about five seven, five eight, the shoes maybe. And um but I'm, you know, decently muscular and so, like, if a shirt is a medium, oftentimes it's way too tight across my chest. But if a shirt is a large, then it hang, then it oftentimes hangs down on me like a dress. Uh, and so that that can be tricky. 
And then when it comes to like pants and um, shoes, boots, so similarly with the pants, like stuff for my length is way too tight a lot of the times. Oh, not not necessarily actually, but my legs aren't super super huge. I I just run into that issue with jeans. Um, but yeah, it it just can be difficult. And then I was looking for boots, and I wear usually like an eight and a half for shoes and so I try on this pair of eight and a half boots and they were just way too big still and they didn't have anything lower uh so yeah it's it's a difficult being small I guess and the distinction is I'm guessing you just don't have these problems being that you have the body of a Greek god oh, that is really nice for you to say that but I think you're like jacked like you're built I think that you're super built no I appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, from my experience, I guess, I would say I really like shopping for clothes and I really like, um, trying to like develop a style, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I really enjoy doing. I haven't been able to be like too into it. And like, I don't always get to go out and like buy clothes all the time, right. but I do enjoy it. And I do enjoy like trying to like make a cool outfit or like trying to like dress nicely and stuff like that. Like I love doing stuff like that. No, completely agree. And it's taken me a while to get into that because uh largely because having gone to private school k through 12 we always had a uniform of you know and that's even the same colors for me k through 12 so it was uh khakis and then a blue or white polo and so getting getting to college it was actually just so nice to be able to be a sl not slob but to just wear sweats and a hoodie whenever i want and to class particularly and um but now it's like yeah you know having a pair of khakis and being able to look sharp is actually kind of cool when i am when i am able to mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that um that it would definitely be nice to be able to like kind of wear your own thing a little bit more and um i can even relate to that a tiny bit just because i didn't have to wear a uniform when i went to school mm -hmm. but i did try to like look nicer um, however, when I got to Wabash, um, I really just started wearing sweats yeah. like, every day. I got to wear shorts and a t-shirt, like athletic stuff. Yep. Just like stuff that's comfy and stuff that like, I don't really care if it gets dirty or not. Exactly. Like, exactly. Stuff like that. I think that's pretty common at Wabash too, but, um. True. There's yeah. some, there's some guys though. You'll see them in the week. That's true. And I try to look nice sometimes. Yeah. It's fun. Like just. Yeah, like, exactly. It's fun to like do that kind of stuff, but no, I agree. It's nice to wear sweats and stuff every now and then. Yep. I guess I can go back and comment on your original question with that, which was uh, um, just sizing and stuff. Yeah, sizing. Yeah. So I don't have the same struggles that you do with like clothes being too tight or like I don't know. I guess the issue. Well, actually, the issue for me is that pants are too tight. Pants are too tight. Like I'll be like looking for. Um, so I wear like thirty, thirty-two. Okay. And that's usually what I wear. Although I kind of like if it's like 30, 33, a little bit more. Okay. That's like impossible to find. So I don't really try to look for those. But 30, 32 is what I like to wear. And um, every time I get those, like, I'll be shopping for, like, the jeans and stuff. And I'll try to find, like, the athletic fit. Because if I wear anything besides that. Yeah, same. That's right. The athletic it's fit. It's just, like, so tight around my thighs. And it looks like I'm wearing skinny jeans even when I'm not. And I don't want to wear that because that's uncomfortable. So that's what I'd say is, like, one thing for me. Like, just finding jeans that fit. Another thing, 
um, when I wear shirts, my my upper body is like I'm a skinny guy. Like um, my build is like I'm six foot. Well, actually, a tiny bit taller than six foot. But I just, yes, sir. Yes, I sir. Just round no, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. It's like a convenient height. To start. <laughs> but um, I'm about six foot, and I'm about like I'm like a skinnier build. So for me, when I try to find shirts to wear, I want to find a shirt that like kind of fits to my um my I don't know like my chest a little bit more, but I also like don't want it to be like way too short. Mm-hmm. Like same thing that you were saying. Like so like. I have to kind of oh. go up a size a little bit so that it, like, goes past, like, my pants. Because I don't want to, like, I don't want to look look like I'm walking around in a crop. crop top, yeah. <laughs> so I get, like, a size bigger. But then I have, like, a really baggy shirt on. But I don't know. If so, kind of, okay, kind of similar to me then. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Although I kind of like doing that. So I think that's a, I think that's a style. That's become See, a thing. it has, but that's also, like, that's not to be what was me here. But I feel like that is much more doable for a tall person to have a long shirt because it's like because if i have a long shirt then it's like it seriously is like a dress so quickly uh i don't know uh i could see what you're doing yeah i think you could pull it off though like, hey be fine thank you thank mm-hmm. you uh yeah well i i think that's all the questions i have uh so talk thank you for coming on and we will see you guys next time yeah thank you very much for having me